1: Hey, hey, welcome everybody. It's another edition of the roto DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Pizofia. And with me, as always, every Friday, it's the one, the only, John McKechnie. And John, Woo. you gotta pack your bags, baby, because you're going to Vegas.
2: Going to Vegas. Going to Caesar's Palace. Going, nice. going to, you know, going to ask the, the receptionist if that's really where Caesar lived. Just like Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover. You know, yes. just so everyone knows that I'm a complete Vegas noob.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, just make sure you get out of town better than Caesar did. You know, just, just make sure that happens. It's funny, every time I talk to you, you're going somewhere. You have such a life. I mean, you know, take notice, all of you out there, fantasy players. Once you have kids, that's it. Although, I am taking my children to WWE tonight in New York City. So that's there we
2: go. Cool. Yeah. So, I think you, you got me trumped at least for the first two nights of this week. And then I might have you beat.
1: No, I'm sure after that you're gonna have more fun than me. I'm I'm pretty sure you're you're young, John. It's for you to go out and have fun. Uh, all right, let's get to the Friday slate. We've got uh, lots of big name pitchers on the board and lot to break down. Also, some weather concerns. It's already raining on the East Coast, so stay tuned to make sure you're following up on all the weather as the day unfolds. Let's stop top of the board. Mark, uh, Max Scherzer at home, 12400 going to be very popular in cash. We know that. So let's go down from there and see if there's anybody else that we can make the case for. You know, Jacob deGrom has been outstanding. He's in St. Louis for $1,400 savings. Is that enough savings? We had this discussion yesterday with Vlad Sedler uh, between whether or not Robbie Ray was enough savings or Chris Sale. Is this enough savings with deGrom or do you feel better about the extra 1000 in cash for Scherzer?
2: Um, let's see here. I mean, I mean, especially he's got Carlos Martinez is going again. So it's not exactly. He's got a much tougher, you know, opposing matchup here and he's going to, he's going to be on the road as well. Um, so that at $1,400 is kind of accounted for or sort of baked into his price here tonight. Um, but with Scherzer, you know, I I have full confidence that he's going to get you well over 50 points here, uh, this evening against a, a Braves lineup. That's, that's pretty scrappy and, and all that good stuff. But, I mean, I, I imagine he's still going to be good for, for double-digit strikeouts. Uh, my concern is just if Scherzer doesn't go the distance, it's really, really, really tough to trust that Nationals bullpen. We've seen, uh, you know, some, some surefire wins get, get you know thrown out the window from that group uh, before. So that, that kind of gives me some pause on Scherzer at, at 12,400 as well. So I'm probably avoiding both of these top two guys tonight uh, as far as GPP is concerned at least.
1: All right, so and let's talk about uh, some of the GBP arms that we do like. And I want to start with this conversation because you got James Paxton at home, 9,200. Last two starts have been better, starting to get deeper in their games. Thank God we were all starting to panic, and yes. rightfully so, because we've seen this James Paxton before plenty of times. Uh, but on the other side of this one, Sean Manaya, who has been pretty damn good himself lately. I think one of the more underrated runs, and I know Oakland is not the most exciting offensive team, and I understand he's on the road. We're talking ninety two hundred for Pax and eighty six hundred for Manaya and I don't even really think it's close for me. I think I'm going to go Manaya on the other end of this at eighty six hundred. Take that savings, put it into offense in the GPP. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. You know, if it, if it was the difference between uh, excuse me, uh, Paxton and, and Nicole Cole Hamels like a three hundred dollar difference, then I might have to think a little bit harder on it. But uh, Mania being six hundred dollars cheaper when he's actually been a little bit better on the road this year, and uh, you know most of the most of the home runs hit. In uh, safe go, are off of or uh, by left handed bats. And obviously, left handed bats are going to be struggling tonight uh, against a guy like Manaya, who, who, you know, really dominates uh, left handed hitters. 154 batting average against only one home run uh, given up. Uh, to Southpaws there. So I think that he he definitely has the edge here. And, you know, like you said, Paxton has started to turn things around. And, you know, I'm jumping for joy in my season long and all that. But, you, you know, that's only a two-start sample of him really starting to get things turned around. So it, you, we're not completely out of the woods yet with Big Maple. So uh, I, I, I give the lean to Mania as well. You know, you mentioned Cole Hamels, and <clears throat> it does bear
1: out that, you know, the last start was very good, very encouraging for season-long Cole Hamels owners. However, this is a start at home. And last year in Texas, Hamill's ERA was well above four there in Arlington. And I wonder, does that give you pause here with him at 8900 tonight, having any sort of shares of him based on the track record, what we saw last year in Arlington? And also, you know, are we there quite yet? Does one start do it for us, for Cole Hamill's right now?
2: It at least gives me some consideration. Um, I, I think this is a situation where, uh, obviously, his numbers are better at, at home this year, but the sample is so much smaller that for it to really, you know, mean anything quite yet. Uh, you know, only 20 innings pitched uh, at home this year. But but what does make me really consider Hamill not not just uh, the fact that he's coming off of a strong start uh, against the White Sox, who who handle lefties very well for the most part, uh, is that the Angels lineup. Uh, by and large, is one of the worst against left-handed pitchers uh, in all of baseball. Um, they're bottom five uh, against, against them in terms of weighted on base. And, you know, this is still an Angels lineup that, uh, while it's pesky, it's, uh, it still doesn't have Mike Trout. So that, that takes out a lot of the thunder there. So I, I do like Hamels a fair bit. And I think that a lot of people might just kind of gloss over him when they're looking over, uh, you know, these top pitchers uh, on the board tonight. So I think he's sneakily a pretty solid play tonight. I, I, I might build a few lineups around him, actually. Well, I think from an ownership
1: percentage, that's exactly the draw of Hamels. I think, I think if you have the guts, if you're playing multi-entry, the fact that if you have Hamels, I think the ownership will still be low because of the very thing of, oh, well, one start. I don't know if that makes him back into the good graces automatically for everybody, sure. or also if you have all the data from last year and you go, uh, he, on top of that, putting him back in Arlington where things were not great, I think there's certainly enough to shy people away from Hamels, so multi-entry tonight, <clears throat> maybe one lineup with Hamels wouldn't be a bad idea. As you continue to go down this stretch here, uh, you've got Drew Pomeranz at Tampa, who's been very hit or miss. I don't like to screw around with him. But Dan Straley is another one, and Jordan Montgomery. I think there are going to be people on him. I can understand Straley, uh, who's been pretty consistent. I mean, maybe not the ceiling of some of the other guys we talk about, but I think in terms of quality start, in terms of strikeouts, I think a very responsible $8,300 investment. Jordan Montgomery, a pitcher I usually like, but I feel like over the last couple starts as I watch Montgomery – I think he's tiring a little bit and it's starting to show in the box score a little bit too. He's only gotten uh, it's out of the sixth inning in one of his last four starts and he is hosting a tough Brewers offense in Yankee stadium, which I think, could also be a bit of a trap. What are your thoughts on Montgomery and Straley? If you have to pick one, which way would you go?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm still reeling from just the the utter whooping that was put down on my Orioles by the Brewers this week. I was yeah, I was in attendance <laughs> for one of those games. Uh, that was brutal. You know, like I show up with my Orioles jersey and then all of a sudden we're the Orioles are down like seven runs in the second inning. It's like, well, looks like I'm just going to sit here and Have a Miller Lite instead. Yeah, but Um, at least Camden's (laughs) got lots of good, you know. Well, oh wait, oh you were watching them in Milwaukee. That's right.
1: Never mind. Well, there's a lot of good beer. Okay, I'll I'll change my thing. I was gonna say there's a lot of good food in Camden Yards, but I forgot you were watching them in Milwaukee. So yeah, there's a lot of good beer there. Yeah,
2: and it's always good to get out to the park anyway. So it is what it is. But um, I'm with you. I'm with you on on Montgomery. Where like I'm just I'm. I'm not buying what what he's been, or or you think that, you know, there's some regression coming, yes. I
1: I think he's hitting a little bit of that rookie wall here. We're getting Mm -hmm. to the halfway point in the season. And he's probably one of these guys where you go, this guy needs a blow at the All-Star break and a little bit of a breather. And I think that Montgomery's second half will be okay. He's he's had had enough innings in the minor leagues that I feel confident in him in season long, but I definitely think this is that stretch where, you know, first time we were pitching in the big leagues, I think, some guys just need a break and he needs break.
2: I think so, too. And then, you know, on the other side of this uh, you know, question we're breaking down uh, with Straley, I always find that when, when you're going down the board for your pitchers, you you know, matchup is always a huge factor. And uh, going against a, a Giants lineup that's, you know, pretty much bottom five over the entire course of the season, um, and Straley's pretty, like, blow-up proof. And obviously that's a, that's a very pitcher-friendly ballpark out in San Francisco. I know Straley's numbers away from Marlins Park aren't as good as it as it you know, but I I think that he's probably the better play here. If if I'm going this low down the board, I think Straley's probably about where I'd draw the line at eighty three hundred.
1: All right. Let's go over to catcher. I do believe at thirty five hundred tonight against Guerra, not only is Sanchez in play, but a lot of the Yankees. And hey, this is another thing I mentioned the other day with Vlad, which was You know, when you take, there was a lot of weird matchups, and I talked about this uh, with a couple people. A lot of weird matchups where the guys were good values, just didn't have good pitching matchups or ballpark friendly environments. It was just a weird Mm -hmm. slate. And then also, when you take the Yankees out of it, all of a sudden, from a daily perspective, it's kind of a bummer where there's no judge, there's no Sanchez, and even worse, there's no guys like Gregorius, where those lineup builder guys have been very solid, 3,200 investment return guys those three times value guys who just weren't there, it was kind of like, oh, you know, I, I never thought I'd say this as a Mets fan, but I miss the Yankees. Uh, but, you know, let's look at this catcher. Okay. Series. We continue- I know, right? Who would have thought? <laughs> as you continue to go down here, let's talk about some of these guys here at catcher. Uh, can you make a case for a Carino? and Martin, is that kind of this area tonight where we're feeling good about that price of the catchers at 2,800? I mean, Martin, the last couple of games has been, really good he's got 27 28 points last two nights and he's got a pretty good matchup as well against Charlie Morton I'm not exactly terrified of Charlie Morton
2: yeah I think I think you know both the catchers in that in that game are in play because we we're both going to have uh pitchers that are making their first starts coming off of the disabled list as you know Sanchez on the other side of that for Toronto I believe is coming off uh after dealing with some blister issues for uh you seemingly like a very long time this season. Um, so I think both those guys are in play. But if if you want to go really expensive at pitcher, uh, I do know of one catcher that, that does offer some cap relief for you. Um, it's on the other side of that Gary Sanchez game. It's uh, Manny Pina. Uh I imagine that he's going to be in there uh, against a left-hander in Jordan Montgomery. And his number's... You know, relatively small sample here, but they're really good against lefties uh, this season—a 351 average. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be hitting in in the prime spot of that Brewers lineup, but I think you know, getting getting that exposure with the platoon advantage uh, in Yankee Stadium uh, for just 2400, I think you could do a lot worse at, at that part of the of the board for catcher.
1: All right, Paul Goldschmidt, 4200. Uh, now I look at the 4200, and I still say that's a pretty damn good price for him. He's got Adelman; he's at home. Yeah, I know it's righty-righty. I know he's been a little quiet lately, and maybe that's, you know, knocked the price down a little bit over the last couple of games. But, I mean, we're talking about a guy right now who it's hard to argue him not being the fantasy MVP here with the power and the speed and everything he's given you this year. Him and Joey Votto, same game. Votto on the other side, though, has Zach Branky. If you're going to go one way between Votto and Goldschmidt, do you go with Votto because maybe the ownership's going to be a little less because it's cranky? <clears throat> Meanwhile, it's a probably more favorable matchup, lefty-righty. Or do you take the righty righty matchup of Goldschmidt for a hundred bucks more in Adelman?
2: Geez, uh, at at first glance, you know, my er, my knee jerk reaction is to say Goldschmidt, and, and then the fact that he hasn't homered this month, uh, you know, you, you can kind of talk yourself into oh he's due and he's going to be at home and it is against Cincinnati. Oh, I but, can talk
1: myself into it. Oh yeah, but,
2: I mean it, it's not very hard to talk yourself into Paul Goldschmidt. Let's be honest, but um, you know. I think I give I give the lean Vado right now because at least right now uh, his floor is you know at least double digit points and and you know I think that he's good for like multiple extra base hits uh, this evening and if Granke, uh is unable to get through that lineup uh, three times and it turns it turns over to that uh, Diamondbacks pen you saw what happened uh, last night in L.A. the the bullpen had a complete meltdown Fernando Rodney literally could not throw a strike. Um, so getting some exposure to that to that part of the bullpen is, especially if like Votto can dodge like an Archie Bradley or something. Uh, I do give the lean to Votto here. I, lo- I love the ballpark, of course. Um, and, and yeah, just I think that the ownership is going to be a little bit lower because you know, on its face, the Granky matchup is tougher than what Goldschmidt is facing. But I, I like Votto a little bit more tonight.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I'm a, I'm in complete agreement with you. I think it's a provocative question. I think that's going to into a lot of people's I'm minds provoked. i think it's the easier I'm so provoked i know and and, <laughs> and that's that's me i ask the tough questions see that's i dig deeper and that's what we do here on the podcast that's right uh let's uh, justin smoke at 3700 certainly in play tonight edwin Encarnacion coming off a, a nice game with four runs scored and a home run 3300 as well price tag wise very nice here <clears throat> nice night against san diego he's got jordan zimmerman and his five and a half ERA come into town. I think there's another night where you can make a case for Indian stack. I said it the other day. I uh, love the Indians matchup there. I'm loving it again. Is there anybody else as we continue to go down the board here that's in play for you? Is it a Mitch Moreland against Odorizzi or uh, is it a Trey Mancini perhaps too? I mean, I, I kind of look at this board and I go, I don't think I need to go under 3K tonight uh, unless I'm going all the way to Scherzer, in which case, yeah. Maybe Felix Jorge? Am I saying it right? Is Felix Jorge the guy that we're terrified? Okay, I wasn't. You know, I just want to make sure it's not you know Felix Jorge or something like that. You know,
2: no, we're good, we're good. But yeah, no, Mancini. If you are gonna go the Scherzer route, then then he's then uh, Mancini's definitely your guy. Um, But I I I don't think there's any need to go uh, lower than that uh, thirty. You know, 3300 for I think for Encarnacion Edwin. is like yeah, that. that's that just like, ridiculously well, yeah, cheap.
1: Because for your $400, $300, whatever that difference is, you're talking about Edwin Encarnacion, a guy with, you know, 40 home run bats, so I don't even think... And I'll tell you what, after we talk more about Felix Jorge too. I think we're going to have a lot of Orioles of these lineups as well as we continue. So I think it's time for Oriole redemption. I'm calling it, Johnny.
2: All right. All right. All right. Uh, I, I hope you're right. God, I, I hope you're right. I hope so too.
1: <laughs> Noah Naranato, 4,700 at home. We got Colorado in play tonight, obviously. So we got to consider them, Blackman, all those guys again in play as always. Jose Ramirez though. I got to say 4,200 as long as the weather's holding out uh, for $500. I can't right now justify going up to Arenado. I just can't. Not the way Ramirez has been playing, not the how consistent he's been and the floor he's giving you every night in terms of return on value. I mean, he minimum is going to return value at max is going to give you a 30-point night. And I think that's, or more. And I think that's just impossible not to want a roster right now if you're going to pay up at the position.
2: Exactly, yeah. I mean, you, you look at any, any of his splits, you know, you break it down by the last week, two weeks, or the last month. Uh, OPS... Well north of 1,000, like we're talking uh, 1,200 and above uh, over the last month. So just unbelievable, consistent production uh, and powerful production uh, with a lot of extra bases. And he's been really aggressive on the base pass, taking that extra base when the the defense is is, uh, being a little bit lazy. Uh, And that that certainly just adds a ton of value to him. So, uh, yeah, $500, like it's sort of like the Encarnacion situation at, at first base where, yeah, you could pay up, you know, five hundred more for for your Justin Smokes or something, but uh, you know you're getting basically the same value there. So, uh, and you're at this point, you're also getting Ramirez and Encarnacion in the same lineup uh, with a soft matchup against Detroit. So, I really like that play a lot. Hey, he's got a hit in his seven of his last seven games, and it's Mike
1: Mustakas. If we keep going down the board, thirty eight hundred against Maeda, good matchup. Yeah, the ballpark factor might not be the best, but Mustakas right now is locked in and. You know, hopefully, playing his way to another team. I think that's that's probably more likely. I don't care what Kansas City's trying to sell me. This is kind of crazy if they don't make a move with some of these guys. I don't know what they're thinking that they can hmm. really contend this year. But uh, Musakas is another one I think very much in play. Uh, as you continue to go down here, we got our boy Jake Lamb, who we always like the Lamb. Every Friday oh, yeah. we've liked the Lamb. Here we are, thirty six hundred. Adelman, right-handed pitcher, at home. I'll tell you, there's a lot of offense tonight. Is an offensive night. I think even in cash games tonight, if if you do want to fade Scherzer like you're talking about and get some of these offensive players in, it's not the worst thing. I don't think it's quote unquote cute tonight to do that because there's some good pitchers on the board. Because there's going to be some offensive productivity tonight.
2: Oh yeah, and I mean Lamb uh, just to just to kind of. Embolden the fact that at 3,600 he's like one of the most ridiculously uh, valuable plays on the board tonight. Uh, he hit two home runs last night, and both of them uh, were against lefties. And you know he he's sort of uh, a guy that, that people usually tend to tend to shy away from whenever he's going against a lefty. But now he's at home. Uh, we've talked about on this podcast uh, how dangerous that that Diamondbacks lineup is when it when it is in Arizona, um, and then obviously the platoon advantage there just makes it you know. Really, the only the only issue with with Lamb is, is a is a high ownership percentage. But I think that uh, no matter what, if you get him in your lineup, he's gonna he's gonna pay off for you.
1: Yeah, so many options, and I think and I'll tell you what I think the options that we just talked about are better than guys like Donaldson at 3100, who's the big name who people will see that name as well. Sure. And I know we talked about you know Baltimore, but I, I don't know right now. I mean, with Machado, I just. I'm having a hard time getting there. I think we all just keep waiting. Me too, man. (laughs) We keep waiting for Machado, and it's just not happening. And I'll tell you what. I mean, uh, this is what makes the Baltimore stack a little bit difficult is because your thoughts on Machado and your confidence level right now it's just not there. And I'll tell you, I'd rather spend up another couple hundred dollars and get the guys like the Lambs and you know Rendones and Sano's and these guided guys in, in this range and exactly. even Mustakis. So lots of third base options there. So, you know, don't cry you don't have anybody at third base. Jose Altuve, forty two hundred. Daniel Murphy, thirty-nine. Lemayu at home against Derek Holland. I'm sure Holland is going to be a very popular target to go against tonight. Uh we talked about Manaya, and I think that's a guy you want to fade Robinson Cano over for sure 35 is a nice salary but the way Manaya has been pitching with the lefty matchup I don't think that's the route mm-hmm. you want to go at all who else at second base really pops for you in terms of uh, potential tonight
2: well if you if you do want uh to load up a little bit against uh Felix Jorge that then this would be a spot to do with Jonathan Scope at, at 3,500 um you know he's just he's been one of the most consistent bats Uh, in the Orioles lineup, hitting over 300 on the year, 17 home runs. Um, And, you know, I I don't think that this is a tough matchup at all for him. And I think he hits it. He's Buck uh, Showalter's kind of moved him into a more favorable part of the lineup. So if you want to go with with like a scope and and Mancini combo or or get Trumbo in there, I know that he uh, went deep last night. Um, I I think that you could definitely do a lot worse. So scope at 3,500, if if you're not going – uh, the Altuve route or the Lemayhu. Lemayhu, it, it's going to be tough for me to not use at thirty six hundred going against Holland, though. But if you don't, uh, Scope would be my guy. I'll tell you, second base. There's a guy that I love. Uh, we talked about him the other day, and he's still raking
1: right now. And at three K, I'm telling you, he's going to be in every lineup I make. Is Logan Forsythe at three thousand dollars? He's been terrific. The matchup is pretty solid tonight, going against Jason Hamill. I fear not the Jason Hamill. Nay. So for th- nay, I fear not the Jason Hamill. <laughs> I have the hammer of Thor. Uh, Bring me my goblet. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I'm the kind of guy that should drink out of a goblet more. You know, now I, that I'm thinking about it.
2: it kind of a, no, you really need to. It'll, it'll help your brand.
1: You no, know, especially yeah, especially with the whole sword fighting thing I do and all that stuff. I really should. Oh God, know. yeah. All right, well, you know, but look, another good night for him. He had a 30-point night last night. I mean, the, the guy is just raking right now, and the algorithm is yet to catch up. And you're going to need some savings because we're talking about Colorado in play. We're talking about a night where Scherzer's in play. I think 3K, Foresight is awesome. If Jonathan Villar's in the lineup, too, against Montgomery, I think that's another one you would think about yep. uh, as well. Sogard looks like – did he actually get on the DL? I went, I, last time I heard, they were talking about him sending him there. I'm not sure if he actually –
2: I think they're I think they're still waiting and seeing uh, with him, and I know the same is true of uh, Joe Mauer. So I think we should know uh, later on later in the day Friday what what's going on with both yeah, of those guys. Yeah, uh, as more news kind of opens up this afternoon. But if that does, and Villar's in the lineup, that's another
1: guy to continue on and uh, look at because I think second half I, I think things will improve here for him. Shortstop Carlos Correa top of the board forty four hundred. Corey Seager thirty eight. Uh, certainly a much different price than Carlos Correa, as much as I love Correa in Toronto. I don't think tonight's the night you want to put him in there. Uh, Corey Seager, however, at 3,800 against Jason Hamill, the lefty-righty with the way Seager hits right-handed pitching. I think that we can all get behind. Uh, Gene Segura's been a guy I've been very positive on, but I think tonight, again, the way Minaya's been, I'm going to fade him a little bit. I want nothing to do with Trevor's story, but let's talk about Lindor. 3,500, another guy in this Indians lineup against Zimmerman. As long as the weather holds out, is this another guy that we feel good about with the matchup and the switch hitter and, uh, switch hitting shortstop?
2: Yeah the, yeah, the way the board sets up tonight, uh, you can go ahead and get – and and Ramirez and Lindor and still still be able to build like a really nice lineup around that core So that that's one of the better stacks uh, As far as upside and price is concerned uh, in my opinion and, and like you said Segura a little bit tougher of a matchup uh, Seager uh, Struggled a bit last night, but again that was Robbie Ray was striking out the world last night So it's not necessarily uh, anything you're putting on on Seeger individually um and obviously tonight's matchup is a little bit better, but Lind- Lindor is that is is has that nice price break uh, with you know with the additional uh, upside there. I think Cozart at thirty one hundred makes some sense as well. I think that his ownership is going to be uh, relatively low considering the matchup going against Granky. But I mean, this Cozart is a and Vado, thats
1: the sneaky thing
2: mm-hmm. tonight. I'm mm-hmm. telling you right now against
1: Granky. And, and not the and I don't want to take anything away. granky has been terrific this year, but. I mean, I think that's the sneaky one that if you're, uh, again, multiple GPP lineups, to have one that's got, you know, um, let's say a Sean and a bunch of Reds, I think that's 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 certainly that's a way – Yeah, like that, that's one to consider for sure because I think that's going to allow you to pay up for someone's Colorado bats as well. And I'm going to tell you this. I don't understand it, but FanDuel hates Elvis Andrews. It just hates Elvis Andrews. <laughs> 3,200 against Ricky Nolasco with the way Andrews has played this year. I mean – uh, I'm I'm sorry. At a certain point, you have to just completely buy in, and I'm completely buying in. And he's already like s- topping
2: his career highs in home runs and, and all that good stuff. Uh, and it, it hates him. I don't know
1: why it hates him, but Joseph is cool him. name. I don't. It is pretty cool. I was I was named Elvis, but right. you know what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> all right, baseball is here. Don't get stranded out on first base without a Rotowire subscription, and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six month Rotowire subscription. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible. And users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. Onto the outfield. Aaron Judge, 4900 My goodness, that's expensive. But you know what? I don't know. It's, 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 it's just... It's Guerra. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't even two, know how else. Two to say swings
2: it. and he's done more than enough for you. You know, I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, I'll even take the one swing. For 4,900, I think I'll take the one swing against Garrett tonight. I mean, it's it's tough. It's one of these things where you've just gotta decide. And I'll tell you this. I think there's enough guys on this slate here when those like I said, I keep going back to Manaya because I feel like he's a responsible guy who could put you know, if you wanna if you think Paxton a little bit more, fine. If you really like the matchup at home better. Mm-hmm. But I think this allows you to get these guys like Judge, like Springer in Toronto, you know, Harper at home, Blackman in Colorado. You want one of these guys. Yes.
2: Know? And and, uh, you know, uh, adding on there, you know, from this upper uh, crust of outfielders, uh, there's I don't know what's going on with Mookie Betts right now, but he's like, oh, for his last 14, um, you know, he, he just doesn't look uh like the Mookie that that we you know that we saw that that had the unbelievable eight RBI game uh, earlier in earlier in the week, so I, I think that he's a guy that I'm probably avoiding against Oda Rizzy tonight uh, among these expensive outfielders. I'll just put that out there.
1: He's been a very strange daily guy. I mean, Mookie bets right now in season right. long Roto has been a nice you know a nice player because of his fifteen fifteen, and he's just you know the the stats are there. You wish the batting sure. average was higher. I get it, but in daily, I mean, he is he is like the ultimate boomer Bust guy which is fine in GBP the nights where he was under 4k if you remember that stretch where he was and he heated mm-hmm. up but now that he's back over 4k again it makes it kind of a i don't know man it's kind of tough with the way stan's been hitting and he's got a matchup tonight against matt moore charlie blackman at home again you know i don't care if it's lefty left it's i don't care it's Derek holland it's not you yeah. know warren spawn <laughs> <clears throat> you know and, and there's a lot of other guys i mean even Osuna at 39 that's another one tonight i think that Ozuna Stanton grouping has been a very productive group absolutely. Uh, in the last month or so as well, where they're just hitting bombs all over the place. And Matt Moore is certainly got to give that up. All right, let's talk about some of the cost efficient guys. What do you think of Domingo Santana tonight going in if he's in the lineup into Yankee Stadium?
2: Yeah, I'm, you know, just sticking with the Brewers tonight. I, I think that the Brewers are are really a nice way to attack this slate. If you want to go get uh, two or three of them, or even Arcia at shortstop, I know yeah. he's on the cheaper end as well. And he, he, you know, his bat is starting to catch up to his glove a little bit here, so that's been encouraging to see. So I think Santana. Uh, I've used him uh, several times over the last few weeks, and it, it generally has paid off uh, very nicely. And you know, I think a matchup against, like you said, uh, a sort of tiring down uh Montgomery. That that needs it needs the All Star break here. Uh, I think this would be a time to load up against him a little bit. And Santana for just thirty six hundred um, can give you almost the same production as a guy like Ryan Braun for for a fair bit less. Now I was hoping he would be a little bit cheaper, but
1: uh, and also the matchup, especially because it's a lefty lefty matchup for the young kid. But Rymel Tapia in Colorado uh, now the car goes out, getting some playing time here tapia has been pretty good. I mean, you know, I just wish he was a little bit cheaper. Is 3,400 a spot where Tapia is in play for you, or did you want to see that more like around 29 or something like that? I guess it's hard to get anybody in cores under 3,500. Right, either.
2: right. The the cores bump, you know, you just kind of got to accept it. And if you want to play it, then you got to play it. Um, and then, you know, the the guys in that in that same neighborhood um, as, as him, a guy like Ncarte going against Scherzer, that that's kind of tough. Even though Ncarte has been, you know, awesome uh this whole season and over the last week as well uh Kane uh, going against Maeda I like that matchup Trumbo uh going against Jorge like those are all fine matchups so I think that the Tapia and like you said the, that lefty lefty matchup is probably going to drive the ownership down um I haven't seen what his stats are against lefties to this point um so I, I'm a little bit in the dark here but I, I think that uh yeah, like you said, I'd just prefer that to that number to be a little bit uh, closer to twenty nine hundred. He's hitting yeah two eleven uh, with a seven oh seven OPS against lefties. So I'm probably off of Tapia, but that pro- and but the fact that you were probably on him. Uh, well, it's I'd a press, small sample. I, I mean, see to you. I,
1: I think I'm only conceding because I don't know how long Holland lasts. Number one. Sure. Number two, it's it's where he's hitting the lineup. If he's leading off. Or or somewhere at the top of the lineup tonight. Then you know it depends on if he's in at all. Number one and where he's hitting sure. the lineup. I think you have to wait and kind of see. And if it's not an ideal situation, then I don't want a piece of him. But it is if it becomes an ideal situation where let's say he is leading off or at the top somewhere around there. Uh, I think you could certainly make that case uh, as you continue to look around too. I, I I hate to mention it because I feel dirty doing it, but you know, and we mentioned it on yesterday's pod as well. Got to talk about Lonnie Chisenhall at 33. I mean, the lefty writing matchup is there. There's another guy you can add into that stack. This is the quote unquote, good month of Lonnie Chisenhall that he's going to have in his <laughs> season. And you're going to pick him up in season long and go, what the hell am I doing with Lonnie Chisenhall?" three weeks later, you're going to look at yourself, but that's the beauty of the daily game. Yep. I think you put him involved in that as well. Uh, and look, if you're feeling lucky, I think the ownership's going to be completely off of Mark Trumbo because he's been so quiet and such a disappointment to a lot of folks. He's, disappointment to his family sure. to you know everywhere. but <laughs> did a home run last night the one thing we know about Trumbo he is one of those kind of guys that will go on a little bit of a tear and he's got think three
2: in the last week man after after going like two home runs in his previous 25 games something like that so and uh, Felix
1: Jorge is gonna make a mistake I'm telling you right now absolutely <laughs> and, and you know
2: for, for for how big uh, target field is uh, you know Trumbo's a guy that can put it out there and the, the ball has been flying out there uh, a little bit more than, than I think people realize this yeah, season. Minnesota is
1: not the pitcher ballpark that people think it is
2: exactly i'm pretty much no no ballpark is safe at this point the way that the way that things are going right now but yeah. uh yeah especially out at target where it's completely counter to what the narrative was coming into the season so trumbo with with that swing uh he can definitely lift one out there
1: yeah all right for uh john mckechnie i'm joe Pizapia. you can follow him on twitter at johnny mckex and all of his exploits and uh, in Vegas, I'm sure on Instagram, or we're on Twitter, everything else will be yeah, on Catch there. me on
2: Instagram. I, I think I'm going try to try to lay off the Twitter this weekend, so yeah, I don't, yeah. don't tell on myself too just much. Just member,
1: <laughs> just, you know, no, no social media this weekend in, yeah. uh, in Vegas. Going dark. <laughs> going dark. Johnny McKinney's going rogue. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at JoePizzaPia17. For everybody here at Roto-Wire, have a great night of Daily Fantasy, and enjoy your All-Star break.